This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're counting down to baby in episode number 126. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, mamas and daddies. It's Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. Today we are going to, I guess this episode is a little bit selfish because it's pretty much about me, Uh, but I'm in the final countdown to my baby. I have um, a forum for, for, for large families that I'm a member of. It's a private forum and my due date club this time around has been on that forum and I have one of those little baby tickers on it that ticks down your pregnancy and when I was looking at it today congratulating another mom who had had her baby I realized that my ticker showed nine days, so I'm officially in the single digits until my due date, though of course we don't know what day baby will decide to come. The last uh, several weeks have been super packed for me. I would say they've been super stressful, Uh, and there was definitely a time, especially last week, when I worried that baby might decide to make an early arrival, and I still sort of wonder if baby might decide to make an early arrival. But at this point, I'm 38 weeks, getting close to 39 weeks, just a couple more days. And I want baby to hang out for about another week at least, but I'm, I'm feeling much more okay with baby coming. But I thought that what I would talk about on this episode was kind of my countdown to baby, both some practical things and some stuff that's more introspective and just getting ready and maybe that would help you maybe that you know if you're at that place in your pregnancy where you're in those last few days you can you know you can empathize with with what I'm feeling somewhat or maybe you're feeling some of the same things so I thought that I would share that just what I've done to kind of get ready and how I'm starting to feel more and more prepared as I go along so the the first thing that I did to to really start saying, okay, this baby's getting close and it's time, I need to get some things together here, is I got all of my birth supplies in order because we are planning a home birth again with this baby and I needed to make sure that I had all of that stuff together. Uh, being a student midwife in the practice that I'm having my baby with this time around did give me certain advantages in that... I was able to get most of a birth kit because what we have is we'll have moms who have parts of their birth kit that they don't use and never came out of its sealed packaging or anything. And so those things get donated to us. And between packets of sterile gauze and plastic sealed packages of um, blue pads or chucks pads, some people call them and stuff. Anyways, my midwife and one of the other students were able to assemble most of a birth kit together for me. I only had to get a few things to add to it, which was really nice. So I had that, but I got some other things ready. Washed towels, washed an extra set of sheets. I got uh, some things for the birth tub that we needed. I got a new bottle of olive oil. Got together my mama cloth, which is what I use in the postpartum. I have, I made them, I think I made the mama cloth when I was pregnant with Honor. So for after my fifth baby. And I've used them after every baby since then, and they've worked really well for me. So I got those ready, and baby blankets, all that kind of stuff. So all of this stuff needed immediately, 
after the birth or during the birth. All of that is together in two little bins close to my bed in my bedroom. And then the next thing I did was get baby clothes ready. And that was both fun and overwhelming. <laughs> overwhelming, I think, because we had to pull the bin. We have a bin of boy baby clothes and girl baby clothes. Of course, we don't know if this baby is a boy or a girl. So we got both bins down and I just washed all the baby clothes. And then I refolded everything because the bins hold their big bins. So the boy one, everything from newborn up to about 12 months and the, well, really nine, up to nine to 12 month size. And then the girl bin, the same newborn up to nine to 12 month size. So I washed everything, I sorted through everything after washing because when baby clothes sit in storage, sometimes they get stains, stains show up on them that weren't showing up when you put them in storage. So I washed them again and then went through, decided what I wanted to keep, what had been worn out by the previous baby that wore those clothes and that sort of thing. And then I picked out small baby sizes like newborn and zero to three month sizes to set aside and I took I took a bin a different bin a, actually a much smaller bin than what the all the clothes are stored in and I filled one half with baby boy clothes and one half with baby girl clothes and then I took another even smaller bin and filled that with my gender neutral newborn clothes so I have all my baby clothes ready and I put those by the birth supplies we also got the cloth diapers down we found the newborn cloth diapers after quite a hunt. That was nice. My 15-year-old was finally the one who was the champion in finding those. I didn't need to wash the newborn diapers because I had packed them all in like a two-gallon Ziploc bag. And so even though they'd been in storage, they still smelled fresh and clean, which I guess I feel like that was a really good idea, especially since all the I have, I think, two dozen newborn diapers. And they all fit. So those are all ready, and then all the other diapers I washed and uh, and stuffed and folded, and they're ready in the changing station. I don't actually have the entire changing station set up because it goes on my uh, bathroom counter, which is basically like a double bathroom counter, but it only has one sink. So there's a lot of counter space and plenty of room for a changing mat. But I have all of the bins under there because there's a cubby under there where I can store all the diapers. All of the diapers are set up and everything's basically ready to get set up in there. It's just in the first week the baby and I are usually hanging out in bed and I do all the changing and stuff right there in the bed. So I won't set up the changing mat and all of that until we're ready to put baby there because right now I have some other stuff there that I haven't had a chance to clean up. So anyways, that's all practical stuff. And then we've gotten, I set up an Amazon baby registry this time around, which I can link to in the show notes if y'all are interested. But because I've been doing the pregnancy vlog, which I can also link to that in the show notes, um, I shared that I had an Amazon baby registry and I've had a few things come just from from subscribers and listeners who who sent little, mostly little things that are just fun, like um, bathtub toys and little baby books and things that I because we have most of what we need so I put mostly smaller things on the registry and it, it's fun to have gotten a few of those things in nice surprises so those are all sitting and kind of waiting at the ready for uh, for baby to come so those are with my baby stuff and those are things that just kind of made me happy gathered baby carriers together so yeah so everything is is all sorted. I also got the diaper bag out. I haven't packed it with diapers, but I've kind of gotten my diaper bag checklists and have made sure that 
I've got pretty much everything I need in the diaper bag. I don't anticipate needing that for at least a couple of weeks because that's when we'll go into town for an appointment for the baby. But just having it, having most of it together already is helpful. I'm not going to put diapers in it because I'm going to need the newborn diapers out. But yeah, so all of that practical stuff is all together. Getting all of that done and I feel like getting all of that done a few weeks ago was really good for me because it's also given me a few weeks to see little things here and there like, oh, I forgot to get a washcloth or washcloth, so I need some washcloths for the birth kit. Basically, just, again, just small things that I've seen here and there that I wanted to pick up or that I thought, oh, you know, that hasn't turned up yet. I need to find that. And so that's been nice to have everything sitting and then to add the little things. And I think one of the ways that adding little things has helped me as well is that it's just helped me to to mentally feel more and more prepared with each little thing that I add. It feels like, you know, things are getting closer and, and more here. And today, uh, I I feel like at this point, pretty much everything is there. I added a trash bag beside the birth kit because I know from us going to births, one of the things that that we're always looking for is, I mean, we have the mom's birth kit nice and ready, but it's always, oh, we need to find trash bags to be able to put, to be able to put trash in, like the blue pads and things, um, after the birth so that we can clean up for the mom. And so I was like, I'll just put the trash bag there so that the birth team doesn't have to ask where to get the trash bags from. But yeah, so that's that's been practical things like for getting ready for the birth and getting ready for the baby and those are things I did first something else that I've definitely noticed in like really in the past couple weeks especially but over the past few weeks and just intensifying the closer and closer I get to baby is the need to feel like my house is clean to feel like my kids are keeping up with their chores so I've been doing a lot better keeping on top of their chores. I'm not doing their chores, but I'm making them do their chores. Uh, and I've even with my younger kids, I I feel like I'm doing a lot better at, at thinking, okay, this is something my younger kids can do. For example, um, we store a lot of the toys in our closet and they only come out like they ask for one or two toys at a time and then those toys get put back away. But over time, I'll end up with like, Legos and Lincoln logs and bits of baby doll clothes and stuff kind of on my closet floor as they clean up but don't really quite clean up. And so in the past, I've always gathered all that stuff up periodically, put it into a little bin, and then had my older kids sort that out. But it occurred to me that it's really the younger kids who are playing with all that stuff at this point. So my younger kids should be the ones who sort it out. And so over the past couple of weeks, that's something I've been really on top of with them. And all kinds of things, just making sure that their bedrooms are reasonably neat. I can never have them keep their bedrooms as neat as I would wish, but reasonably neat, keeping the kitchen clean, the dining room clean. I've been really good at shoes and jackets and things lately. It's just, it's really, really important to me. And also, I'm, I've been working on my own piles and my own buildup. Probably one of the coolest things to coincide with my late postpartum has been uh, a website called Learn, Do, Become. And I don't remember how I first heard of them, but it's it's a husband and wife team, and the wife's name is April 
think the husband might be Eric, but I can't remember right now. So forgive me if that's not right. But anyways, they're, they have a system that they call the step system. And they've been doing what they what they call step live, which they're doing like a Facebook live where they walk through the components of their system. And even if you haven't purchased any of their classes, you've been able to watch it for a limited time on Facebook. And so I've watched a couple of their Facebook lives and uh, and and they had like a, a notes handout and stuff and they talked through the system. And anyways, it really made a lot of sense to me for helping to clean up piles and get your desk clean and sort of start building a command central. And I've been doing the homework assignments from the Step Live Facebook calls that I've managed to catch. And I, I've really appreciated it. It has really helped me to... To start getting a system underway, I actually have the naturalbirthandbabycare.com inbox caught up for the first time in forever. And not only did I get it caught up after their email episode, but I have pretty much kept it caught up. Um, I did some backlog emailing about a week ago, like answering emails that had been in there for a long time. And I've pretty much been on top of answering emails since then, which is close to a miracle for any of y'all who have emailed me. And sometimes it can take me a while to get back to you. So please don't start inundating me with emails right before I'm about to have a baby. But I'm pretty excited that my email inboxes are pretty much at zero, that emails that I need to reply to are getting replied to within two to three days, which I think is a reasonable window of time for a busy mama. And uh, my desk has been staying clean. I've been doing much better at keeping up with some of the homeschool processing that I need to do because we're back in the homeschool year. I haven't I haven't completely gotten all my systems online, especially not all my homeschool systems, but I'm working on it. I'm getting it in place, and piles that have been around my house forever are melting away. We had this huge pile of documents to be scanned because an ongoing project for our family has been to go digital, and that pile has been sitting on the bar in my kitchen forever and ever and ever and ever, and I don't know if it's because Scott has been overhearing the step classes, or he just knew that it was something that was really getting to me, but he actually took one afternoon and scanned every single thing in that pile. I was so happy, I almost started crying. <laughs> it's like you can tell that you're a pregnant woman in the nesting stage when seeing that pile go makes you want to cry. Um, but, and the other cool thing is that since he did that, I've established a system that helps us at the end of every week scan any hard copy schoolwork the kids did, load it into their OneNote notebooks for this school year, and then we've been able to just, you know, kind of say goodbye to the to the paper or put it in the scrap paper bin for the little ones to draw on. So unless it's something really big, like Brennan did a poster-sized periodic table that will probably hang up. But, you know, it's just been really nice. Um, so, Anyways, so that, I wanted to give a shout out to them from Learn, Do, Become and the STEP system. I haven't enrolled in the mastery class. I would really love to do that. It's just, I'm waiting for the funds to to come for those, uh, for that class, because it's just, just seeing the free stuff has benefited me so much. And it's been so nice, like I said, to coincide with my nesting period and uh, and just so much, so much hope. So anyways, if you're looking for like practical how do I organize my life and get all these things under control from a handling paperwork and handling all the stuff that I need to process every day? 
the step system from Learn Do to Become is awesome. I'll link to them in the show notes. Uh, and they have a podcast too, so maybe I should get April as a guest on the show sometime. That would be really cool. But anyways, so those are that's another practical thing that I've done outside of like birth and baby prep is just that's been general nesting things. The only other really nesty thing that I feel like I need to do, I made my son vacuum cobwebs the other day, which was a big thing. Uh, but the only other thing I need to do is scrub my tub. I don't know. I just always feel like before I have a baby, I want to have the tub scrubbed just in case I end up laboring there, even though thus far I haven't. I've sometimes taken a bath to relax in the last week or so. But anyways, I want to scrub the tub. I actually, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I was super stressed last week. My baby is really low, which is a little unusual for me to have my baby drop quite so soon. Um, But I was a little worried about the baby coming early last week. And so I've been a little apprehensive about scrubbing the tub because, you know, getting down on hands and knees and scrubbing is one of those old wives' tales to put you into labor. And I don't really want to be in labor quite yet. So I think I'm going to hold off on scrubbing the tub till next week when I feel like, okay, I'm at the place where I'm totally ready for baby to come. Obviously, if baby comes before next week, that's fine. But I think that's going to be like my last nesty chore on my to-do list because otherwise, like I said, I really feel like I've made a lot of progress. Just looking around my house right now genuinely makes me smile. I genuinely feel peaceful, which is something that I cannot usually say. So I know that that's helping me feel ready for baby too. And that's really been a few weeks of dedicated effort. And like I said, finding resources that really helped, keeping on top of the kids, um, staying firm with my limits with them. Not mean, but firm. Like, you know, if this is not clean, you do not play video games on Saturday, which is kind of our video game day. So anyways, you know, just some limits to help them remember that they've got to clean. Or some of the, some of the times it's Okay, you didn't do three chores this morning, so you're going to redo those chores, and then I've got three extra chores, and those sorts of things have been pretty motivating for them. Another thing that I've done in the past couple of weeks that I feel like has been really helpful to me is I got out my Brewer Diet checklist, and I've been using it pretty much every day. I think one of the reasons why things got so stressful and I was feeling, you know, frankly, so crummy is because I had so much to do and was trying to juggle so much with getting homeschool going and the nesting and the getting ready for baby and the business and working on a four-week class for the business. I was just really, really, really um, not taking care of myself as I should. I wasn't making sure that I was eating enough or anything like that. So I got out that diet checklist and I have faithfully been checking it off every day. I feel much better this week and I think... You know, I think that I can see the results of being diligent with it because I was having some swelling every night, only minor swelling, but I was having some swelling every night and that swelling went away completely when I started making sure I was checking everything off on that checklist every day, which I think that's, you know, that's a testimony right there. Not to mention I've had seven healthy babies with the Brewer Diet so far. But I think that helping or that doing that checklist every day has really motivated me to make sure that I get the meals in, that I get the snacks in, that I get the calories and the protein, and that I'm salting to taste. And I've also been trying to watch my water consumption too, because I'm definitely not a person who finds it easy to get the amount of water I need to get every day. 
So actually with the water, what I've been trying to do is basically between my quiet time and breakfast in the morning, which is roughly two hours because I get up um, and I'm up for about an hour, then I get the kids up and then we have like a family devotion time and then we do breakfast, which ends up, you know, it's a, it's a couple of hours in there. So I'm, my goal is pretty much to try and get the, get one bottle of water, which is a 750 milliliter bottle finished by that point and that way at least I know I've gotten off to a good start for the day and then try and finish the second kind of by around lunchtime and then another by the evening to get at least three good bottles of water in and then I'm also drinking you know a couple cups of milk for snack here and there so trying to make sure I stay hydrated as well I've also been making sure I've been taking a probiotic every day just for my gut health, for baby's gut health. This pregnancy has been, uh, from like a hip pain and pelvic pain perspective, incredibly different than my last few where I was in excruciating pain a lot of the time and have had virtually no pain with this pregnancy. But I have had some digestive issues, some heartburn here and there, which that led up when the baby dropped, pretty much. Um, And but also just like some gas and bloating and just general digestive discomfort. So I've been trying to do the probiotics. I'm hoping to start doing some kefir smoothies. I've been, I had put my kefir in hibernation during fair week for the kids. And so I'm trying to revive it now and get going with some kefir smoothies for the next week or so up until we meet baby. And then probably, you know, after baby comes, I want to have smoothie ingredients on hand so that Scott can make me a smoothie in that first week after baby comes. When, and then I'll have them on hand to make easily for myself after that. But So that's something else I've been doing. So those are all practical things. Really, I guess the next thing on my list is a practical thing as well. Um, I've been doing the internal work from the pink kit, which I've done for every baby since... Galen, and I feel like it's been really beneficial to me. Uh, I did it most diligently with Corwin, and I really feel like the pushing stage with him was by far the smoothest pushing stage I've had with any of my babies. I unfortunately haven't been as diligent in this pregnancy as I was with Corwin, but I have been really diligent in the last couple of weeks. And so I'm hoping that that will be helpful. And kind of, I guess, jumping off from that, another thing that I've been trying to do is is my birth visualizations, which is something I've always really enjoyed in my pregnancies. And surprisingly, I found it a little difficult to do this time around. In the past, I've been able to imagine pretty much basically like a detailed scene of what I'd like the birth to go like. Maybe not a minute by minute, but a general imagining of how I'll handle it when labor begins and then in the active part of my birthing time and then in the pushing pushing stage and, you know, then kind of bringing my baby up and that's, that's kind of where it stopped other than just, you know, cuddling a baby. But this time around, I've actually, like I said, found it quite difficult. Like there was a, a mental block or something and I think part of it was just the stress and uh, just apprehensions and worries and things. Because even with baby number eight, you know, those apprehensions and those worries are there. 
not so much really about the birth, but more about is everything going to be okay? Is my baby going to be healthy? And all that, that sort of thing. So really it's been just in the last few days that I've been able to start visualizing. And I, I actually do still have some apprehensions about how will labor begin because my last few birthings have gone so quickly. And I I really want my birth team to be here this time. Um, I've had two babies unassisted accidentally, both of them, though I think that they were both beautiful births. I actually would not change Sadie's birth at all. But part of it, too, is is for sentimental reasons. This time around, my birth team is, uh, you know, is the midwife and the, the, and the student midwife whom I've been working with for over a year as a student midwife now. We've been to a lot of births together, and so I really want them to be here to share in the experience of my birth. Um, and another reason is, is because in all the births that we've been to so far, we don't really see a lot of moms catch their own babies. And I like to catch my own babies, so it's always something fun for a midwife to see and for a student midwife to be able to see a mom who wants to do that. So there are some apprehension. Another apprehension about how labor begins is our tub because our birthing tub this time around is inflatable and it's super noisy being inflated. And so if labor begins in the middle of the night, we're going to have to blow up this, or Scott's going to have to blow up this super noisy tub, which is probably going to wake all the kids. And in all honesty, my preference is, is if they can sleep through the birth, I would rather them sleep through the birth, at least my little ones, just because little ones have intense needs and when I'm working on birthing a baby I can't meet those needs and I need Scott to be there with me so I do have older kids of course whom I know can step in but even the thought of hearing you know hearing Sadie having a meltdown down the hall because somebody's taken her to the girls room because she can't be quiet out front you know, just that thought stresses me out right now, and I don't want that to happen during labor. So I do have some apprehensions of how labor will begin, and I really haven't spent a lot of time imagining that. I guess because of those apprehensions, though maybe because of those apprehensions I should, what I would ideally like is for things to be kind of like with Corwin, or not with Corwin, um, with Sadie or Galen, both of those would be good because both of them I woke up and had a feeling that morning that things were going to get started, but things were kind of puttery throughout the day. And then in the evening, once the kids went to bed, things kicked in. But because with both of them, I had that feeling in the morning, Scott had the tub set up during the day. And then I was able to just get in it that evening. And that's kind of what I would like. I mean, there is the option of setting the tub up prior to my due date, but it's an inflatable tub and we have a lot of kids who would think that was really cool and it's really massive and would take up a lot of room in the den. And also we have a cat with claws. So those are all things that kind of make me stop. Though perhaps on my due date, I'll tell Scott to go ahead and blow it up. I don't know. We'll see if I get, if I get there. So my preference is that I'll have an idea that things are coming, some some, some sort of sign, you know, contractions or, or a show or something, um, and and be able to know that way. Uh, with Corwin, we did get the tub set up, but labor started literally in the wee hours of the morning. Um, so, you know, blowing up the tub, it, it ended up waking up a lot of the kids, which at that point wasn't a big deal because it was mostly the older ones 
and Galen and Honor both slept through the tub being blown up. Honor sleeps super soundly, so, but I really, I guess I mostly worry about Sadie this time around. So anyways, carrying on about the visualizations, I haven't visualized the beginning part of labor a lot, but in the past few days I really have been, and I, I don't actually spend a lot of time, I guess, visualizing active labor when I'm really working to open because I've, it's been so similar with the last few babies and I'm feeling like it'll be pretty similar this time before I get in the tub. I like to be standing, spiraling my hips. Sometimes I like being on the toilet. Sometimes that's horrible <laughs> because it makes things more intense. Um, but I could see, you know, standing, spiraling, uh, shuffling back and forth to the to the bathroom some. And then once I'm in the tub, like kind of leaning forward and, and being able to spiral my hips and work with things. So I feel like that'll pretty much probably look the way it's looked for my last few babies. Uh, I have been spending time visualizing the actual pushing stage in the baby's birth. And that's what's, what I've really been able to hold on to in the last couple of days is, uh, especially as I've been doing the internal work, I've been doing it in the evenings. So then I go lay down in bed and, and work on my birth visualizations and just think about softening all of the muscles in my pelvis and think about being really open and soft and, and picturing the baby's head coming through and the baby's body coming through and thinking about how I want to bring the baby's body up. Um, and just thinking about like those seconds really with the baby born and, and bringing the baby up and, and just just focusing on, on those moments I think is what has really helped open me up to be able to look at visualizing the birth and thinking about how do I want to do that. Um, I also have hired a birth photographer again, the same photographer whom I hired for Sadie's birth, but she, like the midwives, missed Sadie's birth. But all the beautiful pictures of Sadie that you see on natural birth and baby care, she took those when Sadie was a newborn. So I'm hoping that she makes it for the birth this time, obviously, and thinking about her capturing some of those pictures makes me really happy. So hopefully... Um, you know, hopefully things will go similar to the way that I've imagined them, but if they don't, it's okay. It just helps me feel mentally prepared. I think the biggest thing that that has helped me start to feel more and more mentally ready for the baby, aside from, like I said, just getting the last few things together, has been being able to start visualizing and also with the visualizing to start thinking about really stepping into the power of birthing and uh, and really letting that power carry me. Uh, something that I have always found very meaningful to me is something from one of the stories in Spiritual Midwifery. I think it was a story in Spiritual Midwifery, but it may have been one of the little blurbs. I'll have to go and look. But they talk about how um, the mom just accepts, you know, that that it's going to get heavy and that she wants it to get heavy, which is, of course, hippie-ish language, I guess. But I, that word has, you know, that that thought has always really resonated with me. And so being able to start the visualizations and starting to think about the birth is just being able to think, okay, you know, I'm 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 feeling ready for this now. I'm feeling ready for this baby to come. I'm feeling ready to step into that place of birthing, to step into that power and say, I want this to get heavy. I want to let that power come into my body, go through my body, 
bring my baby down. I really believe that that's helped me a lot with my last few babies is just to know that this is an intense place. I mean, I've been, I've been having some Braxton Higgs in the last couple weeks that like they've been accompanied by a hot flash or something with them, which is weird. But I mean, they've been kind of intense and I just think, you know, wow, you know, the waves that I feel during my birthing time are going to be way more intense than that. And am I ready for that again? These are all things that have been going through my mind, and I'm sharing them with you again in case it's helpful for you. But just, you know, so just thinking, yeah, you know, I'm ready for that to come. I'm going to welcome that. I'm going to step into that power. I'm going to say, I'm ready for this to get heavy. I'm ready to do this. You know, I am ready for this challenge. And uh, and that's exciting to me. It's It's been an incremental thing, just little steps of realization and saying, okay, I need to remember this is going to get heavy. I can do this. I can do this. I think that the only thing that's that's probably going to stop me being able to really go into that place in labor is waiting for everybody to get here when I know that things are underway. Because this time around, I do so want everybody to be here. And everybody's pretty much like a half an hour drive. But even that I've even been able to kind of visualize through that, that, okay, we'll call the birth team and then Scott will be filling the tub or maybe the tub will be filled, but you know, I'll be able to walk and lean and spiral my hips and go to the bathroom a few times. And every minute that I'm doing that is going to be a minute bringing my birth team closer to me. Uh, and one, one of the senior student on my birth team whom I've done many births with and um, I'm really quite fond of her at this point. Uh, she's She may be very close because she may just be uh, in the small town right next to our small town ra- rather in um, Traverse City, which is the bigger town where everybody else is, uh, because sh- she may be staying there by the time my baby comes. It depends on <laughs> if her house's plumbing is done or not. But anyways, so knowing she'll be like 10 minutes away, possibly, is really reassuring to me. So... Yeah, I guess I just wanted to share that because I feel like the practical and the mental processing are both really important and things can get, you know, things can get mentally broody and I think it's different for all women. I know that a lot of women who are 38 weeks, almost 39 weeks pregnant feel like, oh, I can't wait for this baby to come and I'm so uncomfortable. I, I, I am uncomfortable, but I haven't reached that point of being like, oh my gosh, just come along, baby. Talk to me a week from now. Maybe I will be at that point. But, uh, but I am like incrementally feeling more and more ready and feeling more and more excited. I, I, we needed to get a new car seat this year because the infant seat we were using had expired um, and so I went ahead and ordered a new car seat and a couple of little fluff items. And and those came a couple days ago. And getting those, like, there was that little surge of excitement of knowing I'm going to have a little person to put in here. And then a, um, someone, a midwife friend on my Facebook page posted a picture of her grandbaby and just this adorable, sweet baby and thinking, you know, I'm going to have a baby soon. And I'm going to have my own adorable, sweet baby. So little bits of that along with still feeling like, okay, I've got, you know, I've got so much that I want to wrap up. But I thought that I would share the practical and also the mental processing in case it was helpful to you or in case any of that resonated with you. Uh, and, you know, just, just kind of to be able to 
to share and, and, and to use it as a helpful thing to process and think through for myself. So with that, I do think that I'm going to go ahead and go. I won't keep y'all too long ruminating on all of this. But, you know, let me know. You can. I said I don't want y'all to inundate me with emails, but definitely feel free to shoot me an email, Kristen at naturalbirthandbabycare.com, if this episode touched you or you found that it was helpful, or if you have any thoughts to lend. And um, I might be able to get out an episode next week, but hopefully really soon there's going to be an episode coming up that's going to be the baby's birth story. And I know that I promised y'all as well a VBAC series, which I have been working on researching It's just been so busy with so much else going on. So my hope is to get that um, out after the baby's birth at some point. But probably we'll have a little baby birth story first and maybe maybe a podcast to fit in there next week uh, if the baby hasn't come by the time it's podcast recording day. But otherwise, yeah, I hope that you guys have a blessed week and know that I'm thinking about you and know that if any of you are close to your baby's coming, that I'm just kind of holding and sending those positive baby vibes and those powerful women, let it get heavy, hear me roar vibes to you too, because it's important, you know, that we support each other and our power in that way. So be blessed, be powerful, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.